Did you know that current diagnosis for depression is a trial and error technique? Hello, my successful and healthy earthlings. Mihaila Ragush here, naturopath and founder of the Natural Health Podcast. In today's episode, I am going to share with you the latest research that looks into a new way to diagnose depression. That's right. I'm going to go into how depression is diagnosed right now. I'm going to go into the new test for depression and then where to from here. Welcome to the Natural Podcast, where we bring awareness of sustainable health in a business hustle space. Natural Podcast is perfect for the high-performing, business-minded individuals who want to work with their biochemistry to achieve success and optimal health. It's Mondays with Mahela. That's right, me. Thank you so much for tuning in. Absolutely love, 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 and appreciate support. Mondays are here for me to provide you simple, savvy, and sustainable health hacks to optimize your health. And today's episode is going to be an absolutely amazing one because I'm going to be talking about a thing that has been going around for a very long time and it holds a strong stigma attached to it and that is depression that's right especially with everything that's happened in the last year or so the rates of depression have skyrocketed all around the world in particular here in australia so the thing that blows my mind is that when you go to a doctor, a GP, psychologist and so forth, it is kind of like a trial and error way of determining if the individual has depression. Depends how you feel on that day. Depends how you answer those quizzes on the day. Depends who interviews you and who asks you how you're going will determine what diagnosis you're given, which is just mind blowing, right? So mood disorders actually affect up to one in four individuals in their lifetime. Depression in particular is the leading cause of disability for ages 15 to 44, a prime productive and reproductive age. Due to lack of the objective tests and perceived presence of stigma, mood disorders are often underdiagnosed, misdiagnosed. They are also suboptimally treated and they can lead to self-medication with alcohol, drugs and any other types of addictions and can even lead to suicide unfortunately. Right. So this is what I wanted to talk about today but let's get into the current diagnosis of depression before I even talk about this absolutely amazing test that may be coming out or is already out hold on or get there i want to look into how would someone know if they've got depression okay so what would happen if you went to gp or a psychologist and how would they determine if you have depression so depression is a comic psychiatric disorder with an estimated lifetime prevalence 10 percent in the general population in clinical settings its prevalence may reach up to 20 percent right so According to the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, also known as DSM, and it's the fifth edition, so DSM-5 at the moment, the diagnosis of major depressive episodes require five or more symptoms to be present within a two-week period. So let's go into them, right? One of the symptoms should at least be either a depressed mood or anhedonia which is the loss of interest or pleasure so if you have one of them you need one of them you need to either have a depressed mood what, what is a depressed mood <laughs> please define that right or you'd have a loss of interest or pleasure okay fair enough cool okay and then secondary symptoms to this are 
appetite or weight changes, sleep difficulties, insomnia or hyponsomnia, psychomotor aggregation or retardation, fatigue or loss of energy, diminished ability to think or concentrate, feelings of worthlessness or excessive guilt, and suicide. So it comes in with one of them, right? So these symptoms are rated in all or none so zero or one in fashion so if you have it or you don't have it so according to the dsm-5 criteria the symptoms are summed up to determine the presence or absence of major depression episodes right so this is what how you would be defined if you have a major depressive episode so as you can see you can see here that depressed mood that is so vague okay you may wake up and for women, you may be feeling a bit down because it's time of the month or something, you know, it's coming up. You may have PMS. You might have a depressed mood, right? Or you may have a loss of interest because you're actually not really interested in whatever you're doing. Or you may have a weight loss or weight gain due to your hypothyroidism. Or you may have fatigue due to an adrenal issue. Or you may be feeling worthless because you need to work on yourself a little bit more. There's so many things. It's very vague. And I'm not saying individuals don't have depression 100%. And I think it's underestimated how many individuals have depression. And it's because you have depression doesn't mean you're, 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 you know, there's a stigma around you're not functioning well. You're not a good citizen, a good human, okay? It actually means that you're going through emotions and you're feeling them. But the key is, is to let them go and this is where it's key to figure out and talk to an individual and figure out what is the bottom cause of it but i won't go into that today there's so many things about depression that i could talk about and i probably will but i wanted to talk about this new test because till now it has been a trial and error it depends how you're feeling on the day it depends on who you're talking to how things are going to determine and if you're going to fit a certain criteria for people to say you have depression Okay, so a breakthrough study by Indiana University School of Medicine research sheds new light on the biological basis of mood disorders and offers a promising blood test aimed at precision medicine approaches to treatment. It's a blood test for depression. This blew my mind. But when I went into it, I understood why. So the study was published today, which was in April 2021, so recent, in the journal Molecular, Molecular Psychiatry. The work built on previous research conducted, um, which looked into blood biomarkers that track suicidal as well as pain, post-traumatic stress disorder, and Alzheimer's disease. So what they are saying is, is that the team describes the development of a blood test. It's composed of RNA biomarkers that can distinguish how severe a patient's depression is, the risk of developing severe depression in the future, and the risk of future bipolar disorders. This test also informs tailored medication choices for the patient. Okay, so this is absolutely mind-blowing. It's not just going to say you have depression. It's going to say what, how in-depth your depression is. And then also you, if you may be at risk for future depression episodes or if you don't have current depression, if you may be at risk so you know what to do. This is absolutely mind-blowing, right? So the study, let's look into the study. The study is it's a comprehensive study that took um, took four years, took place over four years, with over 300 participants recruited primarily from the patient population at the Richard L. 
Rolls-Royce VA Medical Center in Indianapolis. Um, I don't think I could live in America because these, <laughs> these states, I could not pronounce them right. Anyway, so first, the participants were allowed over time with researchers observing them in both high and low mood stakes, each time recording what changes in terms of their biology markers in their blood between the two states. So they took blood tests. Clearly, if you're feeling good, they took a blood test. If you're feeling good, they took a blood test and, and looked at certain markers, right? They utilized large databases developed from all previous studies in the field, which is so smart, to cross-validate and prioritize their findings. From here, researchers validated top 26 candidate biomarkers in independent cohorts of clinical so in the pressure. So essentially what they're saying is they found 26 biomarkers that is going to help them determine it, right? So they concluded biological pathways analysis using top candidate biomarkers for mood. So uh, which suggested that circadian neurotropic and cell dif differentiation functions are involved along with serogenic and glutamogenic signaling supporting a view of mood as reflective activity and growth so essentially what this is saying if you guys want to know the science a bit of it essentially they're saying that the genes the biomarkers uh, that were tested were in line with the circadian rhythm, the neurotropic, cell differentiation, and also the uh, serotonin pathway, and also the glutamate pathway, which kind of makes sense when you understand what serotonin and glutamate does, right? So six biomarkers could be targeted to treat depression, which is listed here, which is the CD47, FANCS, the GLO1, the HNRNPLDL, OLFM1 SMAD7. And if you missed that, let me know. I can send that to you. So the team found that mood disorders are underlined by, listen to this, this is what I've been going on for ages about, circadian clock genes. Boom, there you have it. Mic is dropped. If your circadian rhythm is not on point you are going to more likely get depression and that's what i've been saying for so many years now and here is a study that's confirming it blows my mind i love it right so the genes that regulate seasonal day and night sleep wake cycle a number of top candidate biomarkers identified by them have biological roles that are related to the circadian crop which is eight out of the 23 genes that they looked into there you go eight out of the 23 genes so what i loved about this was the fact that they reported drugs pharmaceuticals to treat depression so uh, i know it sounds weird me saying that but listen to this let me keep going so essentially they'll say based on your biomarkers that you've come in you're more likely going to get depression or you currently have depression and this is the best pharmaceutical that will suit you so it's not just an overall one given that's currently done right but but one of them given is an omega-3 supplement whoa there you go mic dropped right there again okay so that's what it blows my mind and i love about this is because they're understanding and they're, and they're saying that omega-3 is going to help the brain health which is going to help depression okay so overall, this work is a major step towards understanding diagnosis and treating mood disorders. They hope that these biomarkers for future risk may use to prevent it in a preventative approach. And that's what I love about this study too, is that it's it's, it's kind of like a preventative approach that they're taking. They're not just saying, um, let's be reactive. You have a boom, boom, boom. It's kind of like you can test it. What you can do is you can take this omega-3, you can get your circadian rhythm on point and 
boom, there you have it. Your risk of depression will decrease by 50%. Amazing, right? There's so many amazing things happening out there. So, so given the fact that, so the prevention could be accompanied with social, psychological, or biological interventions, early targeted use of things in this study, pharmaceuticals they used, and also um, uh, uh, vitamins, minerals, and so forth. Given the fact that one in four people will have clinical mood disorders episodes in their lifetime, that mood disorder can severely affect quality of life, sometimes leading to suicide, and that not all patients respond to current treatment. The need for the importance of efforts such as ours, such as theirs, cannot be understatement. That was what I just read out from the study. I mean, hat off to these individuals that did this study. Absolutely love it. And it was came out April 2021. Uh, and I love that it's a recent study came out because now the way we treat or look at depression is a questionnaire. You can change day by day. Um, and if you're you know, it's just to me, it is more things need to be looked at. And as a naturopath, I understand that the whole picture needs to be taken. Um, because when we understand the cause of depression, we understand that it's an overall body effect. It is not just a neurotransmitter issue. It is definitely not just a neurotransmitter issue. There are so many things, other things associated to it. So there you have it, right? So let's look at three top tips to avoid depression, right? Okay, three top tips to avoid depression. Let's go. Number one, number one, number one is wake up in the morning and go see the light. Yes, wake up in the morning and go see the light. What does that do? It resets your circadian rhythm, which I always go talking about. And here they have shown to us that there are genes associated to depression, which are the circadian genes. Number two, sleep at night and remove blue light or remove light overall. You should only be exposed to light in the morning and remove light at night. And that helps the circadian rhythm again. And number three, eat a diet rich in omega threes. So there you have it. And if you don't know what your level of omega threes is, you can actually do an at-home test right now where you prick your finger at home, put it there, and it comes back and it tells you your omega-3 levels. So there you know, there's already, as you can see, already a little bit of a test that you can see your risk for depression in an indirect way, in a way. But if you're working with a naturopath, they will make a direct way to and they'll explain it to you. But there you have it. This just blew my mind and I had to get this information out there for you to understand that the, that you know the science field is working on things to ensure that depression is looked at a proactive way and that we're dealing with depression in a proactive way. Um, and I love that. And I love that omega-3 was mentioned. And I love that the circadian rhythm was mentioned. So there you have it. If you know, if you love this and you want someone to know this information, share this episode with them. And if you want more of this information, special bonuses, product bonuses, even specials from our guests, you have to sign up to the natural natural health newsletter. The link is right below. Sign up and you'll be notified with amazing research just like I shared with you today weekly. It's not one of those newsletters that just annoys you and asks things of you. This newsletter gives to you. That's right. So 
there you have it. Um, if you have any questions, please feel free to contact me. If this study blows your mind like it does, make sure you follow me because I have so many more that I want to share with you. And do what you do best. Love, like, share, rate the Natural Health Podcast. And remember the missing link between failure and success is your health.